Welcome to the Power Through Adversity podcast, where we explore every aspect of resilience to give you all the knowledge, tools, and techniques empowering you to thrive in the face of adversity. I'm Rob Ellingham, transformation coach, founder of Unbroken Aura, and host of the Power Through Adversity podcast. Join me as we embark on this journey to transform into the empowered and resilient individuals we were destined to become. Hi, and thank you for joining me. As always, I'm very appreciative for you tuning in and grateful for your support. Today, we're diving into the topic of self-control and how it plays a crucial role in developing resilience in our lives. We'll be discussing what self-control is, what it isn't, and how it differs from self-discipline. I'll be sharing some powerful quotes and statistics about the benefits of self-control, as well as an amazing example of someone who demonstrated self-control despite incredible adversity. We'll also be exploring how self-control works in the brain and provide practical ways to exercise self-control in your daily life. Lastly, I'll be sharing a powerful affirmation to help you instill and exercise self-control when it matters most. So if you're currently faced with adversity or just looking for ways to build mental and emotional resilience, this episode is for you. Stay tuned as we delve into the importance of self-control. Now, What is self-control? Well, it's the ability to regulate your thoughts, emotions and behaviours in order to achieve a desired outcome. It involves being able to resist temptation, stay focused and make deliberate choices that align with your long-term goals and values. Self-control is an important aspect of personal and interpersonal functioning as it allows us to make wise decisions especially in the face of challenges and setbacks. It helps us stay focused and helps us avoid making impulsive or reactive choices that may not serve us in the long run. With self-control, we can take a step back, think things through, and choose a course of action that is most likely to lead to a positive outcome. Self-control is not acting on every whim without considering the consequences or being easily swayed by others or external factors. It is not about being ruled by emotions or impulses, but rather having the ability to regulate them and make conscious, rational decisions. Interestingly, and important to note, is that self-control is a finite resource, meaning that the more we use it throughout the day, the more we deplete it and the harder it becomes to exert self-control. Think of it like a muscle that gets tired after a workout. The more we use it, the more we deplete it, and the harder it becomes to use. Studies have shown that when people are faced with multiple demands on their self-control, they are more likely to give in to temptations or distractions. For example, if you have a big presentation at work, and then you come home and it's time to study, work on a side hustle, or play with your children, your self-control muscle is already fatigued and it becomes more difficult to resist temptations or distractions. This is why we often find ourselves 
snacking on junk food at night or procrastinating on a task after a long day of exerting self-control. Additionally, self-control is also linked with glucose and when our glucose is low, it becomes harder to exert self-control. This is why when we're hungry, we are more likely to give in to temptations. So we often hear about self-discipline, but is that the same as self-control? Although they are often used interchangeably, they do have slightly different meanings. We know now that self-control refers to the ability to resist immediate temptations or impulses in order to achieve a long-term goal. For example, having the self-control to resist eating a piece of cake when you're trying to lose weight. Whereas self-discipline, on the other hand, refers to the ability to consistently make choices that align with your values and goals. It's not just about resisting temptations in the moment, but also actively working towards what you want in the long term. For example, having the self-discipline to consistently exercise and eat healthily, even when it's difficult or not convenient. So self-control is more about managing impulses and temptations in the moment, while self-discipline is about consistently making choices that align with your values and goals over time. However, both are important for making meaningful changes in your life and achieving your goals. At the core of self-control is essentially the ability to delay gratification. This means being able to put off short-term pleasure or rewards in order to achieve something greater in the long run. For example, choosing to study for a test instead of watching TV or saving money for a holiday instead of buying something you want right now. The science behind self-control is complex but it involves the interplay of several key brain regions, including the prefrontal cortex and the limbic system. The prefrontal cortex is responsible for decision-making, planning, and impulse control, while the limbic system is responsible for emotional processing and reward-seeking behavior. When we are faced with a choice, the limbic system sends signals to the prefrontal cortex which then weighs the pros and cons of each option and makes a decision. The more self-control we have, the better able we are to override the impulses of the limbic system and make decisions that align with our long-term goals. There is a great quote, If you can learn self-control, you can master anything which is often attributed to the ancient Greek philosopher Epictetus. Epictetus was a Stoic philosopher who believed in the importance of self-control and self-discipline in living a fulfilling and virtuous life. The full quote from Epictetus reads, He who has conquered his passions is master of his circumstances. He who has learnt self-control is the equal of the gods. He believed that by mastering our own thoughts and emotions, we could achieve greater control over our circumstances and be better able to handle the challenges that life throws our way. There is a significant body of research indicating that 
Self-control is an important factor in building resilience. Here are a few key findings. A number of peer-reviewed studies have found that self-control is a strong predictor of resilience. For example, a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that individuals with high levels of self-control were better able to cope with stress and adversity. Similarly, a study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology found that self-control was positively associated with resilience in a sample of undergraduate students. Another study published in the Journal of Research and Personality found that individuals with high levels of self-control were more likely to bounce back from adversity and showed greater psychological well-being. This research suggests that self-control plays a crucial role in resilience, helping individuals to navigate difficult situations and recover from stress and adversity. What really stands out for me is that self-control is a critical factor in coping with life's challenges. It's a skill that can be developed and strengthened, and it has a significant impact on our mental and emotional well-being, success, and overall quality of life. Here's a metaphor that I like to use that helps describe the benefits of self-control. Imagine that you're driving a car on a long road trip. The car represents your body and mind, and the road represents your life. As you drive, you'll encounter all sorts of challenges and distractions, winding roads, heavy traffic, construction, detours, and more. Some of these challenges will be easy to navigate, while others will require more focus and effort. If you're in control of the car, you'll be able to navigate these challenges with ease. You'll be able to stay focused on the road ahead, make wise decisions, and avoid accidents. You'll be able to enjoy the journey and reach your destination safely. But if you're not in control of the car, you might find yourself swerving off course, getting into accidents, or running out of fuel. You might feel stressed, frustrated, or overwhelmed by the challenges you face. In the same way, self-control is like being in control of the car. By exercising self-control, you can navigate the challenges and distractions of life with ease, make better decisions, and achieve your goals. You'll be able to stay focused and avoid unnecessary stress and frustration. So, Throughout history, there are many famous people who have demonstrated tremendous control in the face of adversity. But one person who really stands out is Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi is a famous historical figure known for his non-violent civil disobedience and leadership in the Indian independence movement. He is considered to be one of the most influential leaders of the 20th century, and is often held up as a model of self-control and peaceful resistance. Gandhi's philosophy of non-violence was central to his political and personal beliefs. He believed that all life was sacred and that violence was never justifiable, even in the face of oppression. 
He also believed in the power of peaceful protest and civil disobedience as a means of achieving social change. Gandhi's philosophy of non-violent resistance required a great deal of self-control, as it involved rejecting violence as a means of achieving political goals and instead relying on moral persuasion and civil disobedience. This meant that Gandhi and his followers often faced violence and persecution from their opponents, and they had to exercise a great deal of self-control in order to remain non-violent in the face of such challenges. One of the most famous examples of Gandhi's self-control in the face of adversity was during the Salt Satyagraha campaign of 1930. It's a perfect example of the power of self-control. The Salt Satyagraha campaign was a non-violent resistance movement led by Gandhi against the British government and its monopoly on salt production in India. The campaign was sparked by a British law that made it illegal for Indians to produce or sell salt, which was the staple of the Indian diet. Gandhi's self-control was put to the test during this campaign when he and his followers marched to the sea to collect salt, which was banned by the British government. They faced extreme adversity in the form of police brutality, imprisonment and even death. Despite the harsh conditions and personal risks, Gandhi remained committed to the non-violence and self-control. He urged his followers to remain peaceful and not to engage in violence, even in the face of extreme provocation. Despite this, Gandhi was able to rally millions of Indian followers who remained non-violent to the cause of independence and helped to bring about the end of British colonial rule in India. Gandhi's self-control in the face of adversity was truly remarkable, and it helped him achieve significant social and political change through his philosophy of non-violent resistance. His example continues to inspire people around the world to this day, and he is a testament to the power of self-control in the face of adversity. Now that we have a great understanding of what self-control is and an incredible example of the power and influence it can have on our lives, here are a few practical ways you can go about achieving it in your own life. Identify your triggers. Understanding what triggers your lack of self-control can help you anticipate and avoid them. It can be helpful to keep a journal of your thoughts and behaviours when faced with temptations. Set specific and measurable goals. Setting clear and achievable goals for yourself can help you stay focused and motivated. For example, if you want to improve your self-control with food, set a goal to eat a certain number of fruits and vegetables per day. Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment and focusing on your thoughts and feelings without judgment. It can help you become more aware of your impulses and make more deliberate decisions. Use positive self-talk. The way you talk to yourself has an enormous impact on your ability to control your impulses. Using positive self-talk 
helps you focus on the benefits of self-control and stay motivated. Practice self-control in small ways. Building self-control is like building a muscle. Start by practicing self-control in small ways and gradually increase the difficulty over time. For example, practice resisting the urge to check your phone for a few minutes and then work your way up to an hour. Use rewards and consequences. Creating a system of rewards and consequences can help you stay motivated and practice self-control. For example, if you successfully resist the urge to check your phone for an hour, reward yourself with a treat. If you fail, hold yourself accountable with a consequence. Get enough sleep and exercise. Sleep and exercise are key components of overall health and well-being. Getting enough of both can help you feel more energized and focused, which can make it easier for you to control your impulses. Seek help if necessary. Some people may find that they need additional help to improve their self-control. If you're struggling, don't hesitate to seek help from a therapist, a counselor, or a coach who can help you learn new strategies and provide accountability. The great thing about all of these practical tools is that they are easy to implement. It's just a matter of getting started. Now, I'm a huge advocate for the use of affirmations to help feed the mind and reprogram the subconscious. Here's a powerful affirmation for cultivating self-control in the face of adversity. I am strong and capable of making wise, self-controlled choices even in challenging situations. I've created a digital version for you to use, which you can find in the podcast notes or on our website, and you can also customize this affirmation to make it more personal and meaningful to you. It's very helpful to write down your affirmation and keep it in a place where you can see it, such as on a sticky note or on your computer or in a journal. You can also set a reminder on your phone to remind you to recite your affirmation throughout the day. And that's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed our topic on the importance of self-control in developing resilience in your life. I covered a lot of ground today, and including what self-control is and why it's a finite resource, the key components of self-control, how self-control can be learned, and the importance of self-control in our mental and emotional well-being. We also discuss some of the practical ways to achieve self-control, such as setting clear goals, creating a plan of action, and practicing mindfulness. I shared with you an incredible example of how self-control has helped individuals like Mahatma Gandhi thrive in the face of adversity. Remember, Self-control is not about being perfect. It's about making positive progress more often than not. So don't be too hard on yourself and keep working at it. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to catching you next time on the Power Through Adversity podcast. If you would like to access the tools and resources mentioned in this episode, or to be coached by me, head over to our website, at www.unbrokenaura.com and subscribe to our blog. If you love helping others, please rate and review our podcast so more people can develop the skills needed to power through their own adversity. 
Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.